Instagram, or Facebook. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Music means it's time for us to head to Chicago a day late, but uh, we get him on opening day, which I think is a win for us. He's David Kaplan, ESPN 1000, NBC Sports Chicago. Cappy, Trent, and Ken Cap, how are you? Welcome. Happy opening day. It's the greatest. My favorite event is the first two days of the NCAA tournament. My favorite day baseball opening day and thank you for working with me yesterday they had the speed pitch challenge at guaranteed rate they asked me and carmen defalco from our station to go out and be the two quote-unquote vip guests and carmen and i had a competition it was a big deal and i Beat him. Not up, baby. 54-mile-an-hour fastball. You can still bring it, Cap, even at your age. 54-mile-an-hour. I saw a picture of you and your son at the ballpark. Uh, great picture. Great to see a father and son moment. I'm sure it meant very much uh, to you having that, uh, being able to share that moment with them. Uh, so, Cap, good stuff. And glad you're with us here on opening day. Uh, the I guess it's going to be a brisk one on the north side today, right? A little cool at Wrigley Field? A little cool. Okay, I'm in my car right now. Just left the radio station. Now, this is not including the wind coming off of Lake Michigan. It is 33 degrees. Oh, That's my. the temperature. Ay, ay, ay. So you're saying you like the under? Um, I would probably say I like the under. I actually have three plays that I'm going to put out here. The Cubs on the money line, but it's pricey. It's minus 210. Mm-hmm. And then I like the White Sox tonight. I think they're even money, and I like under eight and a half in the White Sox game. So there's three plays for you. But, look, I think this is an interesting time for the Chicago Cubs because they're going to have all these guys in their walk years. But I was talking to Ryan Dempster this morning on my show, and he said the late Sparky Anderson's mantra was, give me a team with 20 or 25 guys in their walk year, and I'll win you a World Series. That's where the Cubs are at. Indeed they are, Cap. So let's go back to earlier in the week. It seemed like there was movement in the right direction, at least this past weekend. Or maybe I was just uh, you know, reading into it completely, um, uh, completely wrong. I thought Rizzo was going to get a contract done. But by all accounts, Cap, it was embarrassingly no. I get maybe he's not Goldschmidt, who got five years for 130. But as you reported, and I believe NBC wrote about it, NBCSN wrote about it, five years for 70 was the offer which is ridiculously low when you compare it to Goldschmidt Rizzo's the face of the of the team right now um, and, and they and they came in as low as they did Cap, that's a bad look for the Cubs Yeah, it's an awful look for the Cubs and you know, Jed Hoyer, who I love was not happy that that all leaked out and when people report one data point is what he said, the bottom line is this is confirmed 
This is 100%. Anthony Rizzo sat down at Jed's office at spring training. They had a lengthy meeting, just the two of them. No agents, no analytic people, the two of them. They have a great relationship. As Jed said, nobody cares about Anthony other than his family more than me. He drafted him in Boston. He yep. traded for him in his biggest deal at San Diego, and then came to Chicago, and he and Theo acquired him again for a really solid starting pitcher back in the day. And Andrew Kashner, who was young and threw 101 miles an hour. He said, we've paid him a lot of money. We won a World Series with him. We'll get this done. And Anthony, all he said to Jed was, look, if you can't do a deal right now, just be honest with me, but please do not lowball me. Don't be that guy. Mm. Hey, man, we give you this, and then you'll come up $15, 20000000 million in your offer later. Make me your best offer, or don't even take me down that road. I wouldn't. And then hmm. the Cubs as an organization, lowball him, five for 70. Look, everyone listening goes, what do you mean lowball, <laughs> $70 million up? you got to look at it in the context of major league players. Here's a great stat, win probability added. That is a great analytic stat. What it means is how much do you contribute to winning? And hitting a home run when you're up 11 to 1 in the ninth <laughs> doesn't really contribute a lot to winning, what it does is pads your stats. But when you're down one nothing in the eighth and you hit a homer, that helps contribute to winning. Well, since 2014, we can all guess who number one is. Mike Trout. No doubt he's number one. Guess who's number two is? In all of baseball, Anthony Rizzo. Mm. And he's won the Roberto Clemente Award as the best humanitarian in the game off the field. He's won the Heart and Hustle Award for everything he gives back to the community and what he does on the field. He's won four gold gloves. He won the platinum glove as the best fielder in the game. He won a silver slugger, best hitting first baseman in the sport. Led you to a World Series. Come on, man. You cannot lowball this guy. A couple of roster things on the Cubs. First, the decision, Nico Horner getting sent down to the farm. A surprise, I know, too. A few people had a strong spring, but is that more of an abats him sitting on the bench in Chicago? And then secondly, uh, the back end of the rotation, no Alec Mills there. So we'll start with Nico Horner. I'll take him in order. Nico Horner had a really interesting opportunity two years ago in 2019 He's laying on the couch watching TV at his parents' house. His mom says, hey, your phone's ringing in here. He grabs it. It's Jason McLeod, who was then running our minor league system, and said, hey, Javi Baez just broke his thumb. He's out for the rest of the season. It's September. The minor league season's over. He's going to play for Team USA. And he said, we need you to get on a plane and meet us tonight at wherever they were at, Atlanta, we'll say. And he's like, what? <laughs> and he actually accorded himself very well. Then last year, he was a Gold Glove finalist defensively. He was okay offensively. He wasn't great. Got off to this amazingly hot start in spring training this year. And then closed prior to the last game or two. He was 4 for 23. And they went, David Bodie has earned the right. He's on a long-term contract. He has earned the right to start at second base. Eric Sogard's on a minor league deal. we got to add him to the roster, and they like him. They always have liked him. What is the point of having Nico Horner sit the bench 
in freezing cold April in Chicago if he's not going to get consistent playing time. I got no issues with this one. This is not a service time manipulation. You looked at Chris Bryant in 2014 and went, that guy can win an MVP. Okay, we're going to manipulate his service time. I'm not telling you it's right or wrong. I'm telling you it's the way the system is. Nico Horner, he's never going to be that $200 million guy. Let him develop. I got no issues with this. Mm. And then the second on Alec Mills, he's okay. Yes, he had a no-hitter. He's a soft, tossy guy. It's time for Adbert Alzali, who you guys have seen. It's time for him to step up and be a part of this rotation. If it doesn't work out, then you know it's never going to happen. He's 26. But he's also a guy who I think has really plus stuff, might have the best stuff on that roster right now as a starter. Let's give him a shot. Let's go. Interesting. One more on the Cubs cap, then we'll switch parts of town. We'll get the White Sox in here. A lot of White Sox love this year. Um, Lindor signs, big, big deal. Javier Baez, I'm not even sure they've begun negotiation. He's such a fan favorite. He had a bad year last year in the batter's box. Uh, was not good for him. Uh, he's one of those walk guys that you mentioned at the beginning of our conversation. What's the likelihood Baez gets something done with the Cubs? I'm not saying he's going to get Lindor money, but he's a hell of a player, and it's not that big of a gap between the two of them, I don't think. Uh, the chances that Baez remains a Cub after this year, will they talk during the season? I think they are talking now simply because when he was asked about a deadline, he had originally said, I want it done by opening day as well, like Rizzo. And they asked him last week, he's like, yeah, I'm not putting any deadlines on it. And my agents are handling that. They'll keep me posted. When I heard that, I went, okay, somebody's having conversations. No question about it. Because if they weren't, he would have been more direct. Hey, I I don't want to hear about this. We're on to the season. He is not going to get Lindor money. He's not going to get anywhere close to Lindor money. But he's a really good baseball player, and he's a great teammate. He's a great face for their franchise. I do think two of the three, three of the four, will get done. Now, I was told something last night that the Cubs and Chris Bryant have had some cursory talks. It's not like they're you know, close on an extension. But Chris has maintained, bring me an offer that's fair, and I will absolutely sign it. I like it here. So we'll find out. They're not signing all four guys. I'm talking about Contreras, Baez, Bryant, Rizzo. There's no shot all four are going to be back. But I do think some of them will be. Well, the Bryant's news news you just made here, so we appreciate that. Go ahead, Trent. Let's go to the White Sox to the south side, the team you can hear on your station, ESPN 1000, as they prepare for the year the Jimenez injury still it feels devastating in a lot of different ways. Does that even accelerate the importance of Luis Robert to, to iron out those inconsistencies right away this year? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that you could take them separately. Mm-hmm. Luis Robert's a beast. Yes. He's an awesome defensive player. He runs well. He's a five-tool guy. But he's still got development that has to happen at the plate. We saw last year he got off to this quick start and there were people writing articles nationally. Forget about Luis Robert for Rookie of the Year. That guy might be the MVP. Uh-huh. And then in a 60-game season, it started to slow down. Guys knew how to get him out. They found the holes. That's what major league pitchers and great scouts do. They find what you can't handle, and they're able to exploit it. That's what they can't do at the AAA level. That's why those pitchers are in AAA, not in the major leagues. 
But losing Aloy, yes, it sucks. It's awful. He's probably done for the year. Maybe he makes a Schwarber-like return. But when Kyle Schwarber went down, what did everyone say? Oh, boy, they're screwed. There goes their big bat. And they went on and won 103 games. They figured it out. He came back, and they won the World Series. There's plenty of money there. Fans are going to be back. Their budgets are expanding. The projections are better revenue-wise. I think they're going to have Abreu and Tim Anderson and Moncada and Robert. They have guys that can put the ball and play Grandal and Adam Eaton. There's enough talent there. Andrew Vaughn, who I haven't even mentioned, mm-hmm. that if they can get off to a good start, I think Rick Hahn will have the green light to go at a bat if he needs one. So let's talk about Andrew Vaughn. Cap, he turns uh, 23 the day after tomorrow. He's getting his chance due to the injury. Apparently had a really good spring in Arizona. I don't know anything about him. Uh, what can you tell us about Andrew Vaughn, who's getting his opportunity with the big club? So he was the best college bat in the draft when he came out. And the White Sox were thinking of taking more pitching. They are what you call a pitching organization they keep adding oh we're in the first round we're going to take ed howard the shortstop no we're not we're taking garrett crochet Mm. because you can't get enough pitching and that's what they do they've got like nine guys that they could theoretically run out and make a start for them if one guy got hurt i think it was it's brilliant to have a pitching rich organization the cubs under theo and jed have been much more of a hitting rich organization all their first-round picks, basically, except one, were all hitters. So I look at Andrew Vaughn, this guy can flat-out rake. Now, is he going to be a gold-glove left fielder? No. But he's athletic enough that he can absolutely, representatively play that position, and I think they'll be A-OK, and he can hit. You know, I still have concerns with this White Sox rotation, the back end of it. I know they got some big prospects maybe coming through. We talked about Kopech before, not going to be used in a big role this season, uh, coming back from what he's dealt with. What about Jonathan Stever? What, what is he? I know a, a decent prospect. He's not the top 10 of any national list or anything like that. Is he a guy, though, that could maybe fill in, be a 4-5 or five guy with some upside? He absolutely could be a guy you could plug in. We need a start. We've got this issue. That guy's, you know, down, or that guy's got a dead arm, or that guy got hurt. Whatever the case may be, they have a lot of guys that can throw really, really hard, and they can do it from both sides of the mound. You've got uh, Aaron Bummer, mm-hmm. Garrett Crochet. How'd you like to have those two lefties coming mm-hmm. in? Oh, you want to go to the closer? I'll give you Liam Hendricks or Evan Marshall, or you mentioned Stever. They've got. Uh, I think maybe the deepest bullpen in Major League Baseball. Doesn't mean it's the best, but I think it's a top five bullpen. I think they're really, really good. I'm sure Trent will have a Bears question, so we wrap up on baseball cap, uh, and um, like Trent, Trent and I will do here in about 20 minutes, we're going to make our predictions. What's your World Series prediction, Capper? My World Series prediction is it's a replay of 1959 when the Chicago White Sox take on the Los Angeles Dodgers. But this time, the White Sox win the World Series. Interesting. I like it. Gutsy call, Trent. Let's finish with the Bears. What's going on with the uh, McCaskey family voting against the 17th game, being the only NFL team to do that? (laughs) I truly believe, and you guys may laugh at me, 
some of our callers did. I truly believe that George McCaskey, as clueless as he might be on football operations at times, I think he has the best interest of the players at heart. In 2019, they asked him about a potential 17th game. He said, I have to study this because I'm more worried about the long-term health ramifications on the guys that wear our uniform. I truly believe he knows he's got a $4 billion asset, and he's thinking, do I really need to wring more money out of these guys? What's it going to do to them long-term? That may be naive. That may be hokey. George is a good person, man. I'm just telling you. He may not be the best at picking talent with his team, but I truly believe this was from the heart. Interesting. Uh, Cap, how many games did the Cubs win? 84. And finished behind who in the division? Uh, I think the Brewers actually are the team to beat. I think the Cardinals are a vastly overrated team. I'm with you on the Brew Crew. I think they will win it all. And the number's 82 and a half. And oh, by the way, Cap, I'm sure points bet has it around the same uh, number. Three to one on the Brew Crew to win the division. Uh, Cap, we'll uh, watch you on your Twitter feed as you put out your picks. Cutting down the nets Monday will be? Cutting down the nets will be Gonzaga. They're just too good. I agree with you. Cap, thanks for giving us a little extra time here this morning. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. Appreciate it, Cap. Anytime. I love it. Have a great day, boys. Happy opening day. Indeed, pal. Good to talk to you. David Kaplan. Uh, from ESPN 1000. And uh, the Bears, that extra game now with the 17th game. Who do they get? They're on the road, as everybody in the NFC is. Yeah. They go to Vegas. They go to Vegas. So the Chiefs get the Packers. Uh-huh. My Broncos get the Lions. The Vikings. The, the Chargers get... and the Vikings. Yep. In L.A. That's no picnic. Not at all. Trent, I think, obviously, Denver gets the the softest landing mm-hmm. spot with the Lions. And then I would put your matchup against the Raiders, your Bears matchup against the Raiders. Chargers fight. Chargers are going to be good. Yeah. A lot of talent. A lot of talent. Different coach. A lot of talent. They'll be better. And then Packers, Chiefs. And is that actually going to be the final week of the regular season? Do we know that? No, I, I, I don't know that either. I don't believe so. Because I like when they finish within the division, don't you? Yes, absolutely. I'm going to guess that's going to stay. You know what this is going to do for you and I? It's going to force us to do math on the fly. Because no longer will you have a an 8-8 eight eight football team. Uh, they're 6-10, 9-7. Going to have to factor in that 17-game slate that's uh, going to be upon us. I like it. I, I do. More football is good. More football is a good thing, in my opinion. Anyways, uh, we've got our keyword coming up. We'll get to that momentarily. Trent and I, before we get out of here, uh, are going to uh, give you our picks. Let me tell you about Centurion Stone. Before we do anything, uh, they sponsor David Kaplan. We're grateful to them for doing that. If you're looking for manufactured natural stone to accent or update your home, your interior, exterior, got that rec room you want to get to, uh, the fireplace, etc. Centurion Stone is in your wheelhouse. Check them out online, centurionstoneofiowa.com, centurionstoneofiowa.com. Visit the showroom. Now, this being Easter weekend, uh, is they've got some different hours, but you'll be able to find those uh, online at centurionstoneofiowa.com. The showroom is at 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines, 5525 Northeast 22nd 
Second Street in Des Moines. Uh, keyword. Ready Let's for do it? it? It's KXNO. Wants to help you double your stimulus. You can win $1,400 right now by texting the keyword money to 200-200. That's money to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Hi, Murph and Andy have one in their 2 o'clock hour. The Fanatics in their 4 o'clock hour. We will take a time out. It's just past, what is it? It's uh, 26 minutes after the hour of 11 on a Thursday, 1460. KXNO 11th through the 13th for the boys. You can see it. Picture it. The building you've always wanted. An expansion of your existing business. A new retail center where your growth really begins to take off. You've got the vision, but now what? Now you connect with Graphite Construction Group. Formerly Roshan Corporation of Iowa, Graphite Construction Group is the partner you want to match your vision. From the moment you first connect to long after the build is complete, nobody does it better than Graphite Construction Group. See why at graphitegr.com. 68 teams started the tournament. Only the best have survived. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $1 on any tournament game. If your team wins, you win $100. It's that simple. Turning $1 into $100 is 100 to 1 odds. Pick any college basketball team that's still in the hunt. For your shot at winning $100, all it takes is a $1 bet and that team winning their next game. There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if college basketball isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers daily odds boosts. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code KXNO when you sign up to turn $1 into $1. $100 if the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the victory. That's code KXNO for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Iowa only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Hi, 11.30. Welcome back. Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. NCAA has put out a statement. Said they didn't receive a request to meet with women's players in this meeting today. It's However, Trent, there's that pesky letter for March the 23rd that clearly states uh, that the women's players would be included in the meeting, too. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Unbelievable. Mark Emmert, the NCAA. He's, uh, he's on his way to being fired, isn't he? Mm. They just they just gave him a vote of confidence. I mean, within the last week, let's get Rob Doster in here. Field is 68, putting out a ton of content all over this tournament, all over college basketball. Rob Trent and Ken, uh, good to speak with you. I don't want to spend time on Mark Emmert. I really don't. It makes my head hurt. I do want to pick your brain on Roy Williams, who's retiring after 33 years in a huge, huge job opening. Uh, help us out. Give us a couple of names. Matt Painter would be a guy that would come. Trent threw out Jerry Stackhouse earlier. I think that one makes sense. Give us a couple of names you think will get an opportunity to interview for the Tar Heels gig. So it, it's going to be interesting to see what they decide to do because I, I would expect them to try to keep it within the, the North Carolina family because that's what North Carolina does, right? But there's also like, not a lot of great options right now for in terms of former North Carolina players that can be put into that situation. Um, obviously, like Wes Miller is the guy that everyone's going to mention because he's at UNCG and he's a great mid-major coach and he used to play there and he's tight with Roy and his dad's a money guy in the state of North Carolina, blah, 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 all that. Like, it makes a lot of sense there. Um, so I'd expect him to be one of like the main names on the list. 
But it's also the kind of thing where, like, in recent years you had been hearing, okay, we need Wes Miller to get a bigger job so that when North Carolina does mm. open, he's able to get it because, you know, going from UNCG to UNC Chapel Hill is a pretty big step up in uh, competition and level and people that you're recruiting, blah, 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 all this, that, the third. Um, Jerry Stackhouse is a name that I'm very interested in. Now, I think the issue that a lot of people had with him at Vanderbilt was he brought in a staff that was not exactly designed to bring talent onto campus. Um, and that's a problem when you're at the college level. Like 50% of the game is being able to identify uh, and recruit players and bring them into the program that you're running. Um, at North Carolina, that's not going to be a problem. He's going to be able to get what he wants in North Carolina. It's very different than Vanderbilt. And if you go and you actually watch Vanderbilt play, they run good stuff. Like he, When it comes to like the actual basketball part of it, He's a really good coach, I think. I, I, I have a very high opinion of some of the stuff that he runs, the sets that he runs, the adjustments that he makes. I think that he can do that well. Um, so I think he's a very interesting one. I think Hubert Davis um, and, and maybe to a lesser extent Steve Robinson, uh, two assistants on that staff, are going to get plenty of uh, plenty of looks. Um, I think that Jared Haas will probably end up getting an interview. But that, like beyond that, I, there isn't really anybody in the North Carolina family that makes a ton of sense. And I don't know if you want to just hire someone in the family uh, just to hire somebody in the family. I mean, we saw what happened when they did that with Matt Doherty. It did not go very well. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be very, very interesting to see what they decide to do with this situation. Uh, Because at the end of the day, this is one of what? The top three jobs in all of college basketball? Very short list. I'm, I'm going to be very, very interested to see how this thing plays out. Chris Beard to Texas uh, as they wait to the have the uh, buyout come down here on April 1st. It feels like he's going to be a behemoth. Now, I thought Archie Miller is going to be a behemoth at Indiana, and he fell on his face. But what would it take for Chris Beard to fall on his face at Texas? Uh, I, I have no idea. I, I just I have a very hard time seeing that not seeing that work out very well for them. Um, he's so like he's just. He's everything that you would want out of a Texas basketball coach in the sense that he knows the state, he understands the state, he's from the state, he's spent his entire life coaching in the state. Like, he gets it. Uh, he is very much kind of like a blue-collar, grinded-out, uh, fine guys that are going to stay and develop, play defense and work really, really hard kind of a thing. Uh, we've seen him have an unbelievable amount of success at another program in the Big 12. Right, so it's not like ah, you know, maybe he'll have a little bit of trouble stepping up. No, that's that, he's going to be just fine because he's doing it right now, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be very, very interested to see how this thing plays out. But I think that this is like just kind of a match made in heaven. Uh, we've seen him get to a national title game at Texas Tech. Now, the one thing I will say is this: Texas Tech fans tend to be a little bit more passionate and a little bit more into it, especially when it comes to all sports. Like I think what you find with the University of Texas is you have people from all around the state that just love it because it's the flagship university as opposed to having a small, pretty tight-knit community that just loves that university um, within that community. So I think it's a little bit different in that sense where like Texas Tech fans are going to show up for every Texas Tech sporting event, even if it's not going to be the big... Like, they, they're not going to sell out an NBA arena like... Uh, you know, like maybe uh, the University of Texas would, given the size of their fan base, but um, they're going to show up for everything because those people really, really care about that school and that athletic department. Uh, so uh, let's, so that'll be a little bit different. 
Uh, let, let's fast forward to the weekend uh, w- with you here, Rob. We appreciate you uh, finding a few minutes on a busy day for you with all the basketball news. Uh, so let's go to the Final Four. Make a case for UCLA. <laughs> That's what I uh, thought. Okay, here's, here's, here's my case. And, and actually, like in theory, it makes a lot of sense. I don't know if they're going to be good enough to actually execute it. but So this is what you would have to do to be able to beat Gonzaga. You need to be able to um, to slow things down. You have to make it be like a 60 to 65 possession game. You have to be able to run your offense well. You have to make tough shots because they're going to force you to make tough shots. And you have to be able to think back, pack in the paint, don't let Drew Timmy beat you, don't let Corey Kispert beat you, and dare the other guys on that roster to try to make a whole bunch of threes. So you're not going to drive to the rim. You're not going to do anything in the paint. Drew Timmy's not going to get post touches. Corey Kispert's not going to beat us with threes, and you're not going to beat us in transition. And in theory, that is the kind of thing that UCLA should be able to do. Now, the problem is I don't know if UCLA necessarily has the horses. The reason that they're here right now it's because they've had a couple guys make a whole bunch of tough jump shots, which is generally unsustainable. And both Michigan and Alabama shot really, really poorly from the free throw line, which is not necessarily the best thing for you to uh, to gamble on as a team. So it's going to be tough. Um, but I actually do think that the matchup uh, makes a little bit of sense for UCLA. I can I can tell myself a story on how this game will play out, and I can see UCLA at least making it close and interesting. Let's fast forward to Monday, Gonzaga, Baylor. Is that what we're going to get? And is ultimately, is this just waiting for the coronation of Gonzaga and becoming an all-timer? Final minute here, Rob. Yeah, I think so. I, I really do mm-hmm. think that Gonzaga is just going to end up blowing everybody out. I, I mean, they're, they're, this is not like this is not your older brother's Gonzaga, right? Like this is not just some happy-go-lucky team. Like they got pros everywhere on this roster. They have three of the ten best players in America. Um, they are very, very, very good. It's crazy. Like go back, go, go look at their bench. They have they have top seventy-five recruits that play walk-on minutes, yeah. right? They have some of the best international prospects uh, of the last two or three years playing walk-on minutes. You have to be very, very good to have. Indeed you do. Rob Dosterfield is 68. Rob, thank you for what you did for us throughout the tournament and throughout the regular season. We appreciate you coming on, Rob Doster. Enjoy the next few days. Always a pleasure, guys. Good to talk to you. Rob Doster from the field of 68. Are you ready? Let's embarrass ourselves. Even further, I mean. (laughs) Don't we do that every day from 10 to noon? Uh, We're going to go on record with our baseball picks. We do it with every sport when a season comes around. So we'll pick the divisions. Pick the wild cards and a World Series champion. Fair to you? Yeah, I like it. I do, too. I'm going to surprise you. Oh, you are? I mean, who's not going to pick the Dodgers? This guy. Oh, you're wild over there. (laughs) I'm crazy. (laughs) Says the guy that picked the Cowboys across the glass from me. That was brutal. That was brutal. Anyways. Looked good till the DAC injury. Even the defense was awful, wasn't it? Second half week one, I thought it was, you know, I probably on the bet the wrong horse. I had Kansas City, New Orleans. Felt good for a while during the season. Yeah. Had a chip in a chair. Didn't pay off. Did not. Baseball. Let's see if we can be better. Can't be any worse. Miller and Condon with our 2021 baseball forecast on the other side. 1460 KXNO. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM. We talked about it all show long and all over the place, but let's get back to baseball as we wrap things up and we go on record as we 
uh, seemingly do whenever a new season starts. We embarrass ourselves as we look back at it. Um, as a, well, the Cowboys won the Super Bowl this year, so it's not like I had a terrible year. Uh, but let's get into the baseball, Trent. You and I both love it. Opening day, very special to both of us. We'll get your one game that you like more than the others, maybe like a couple. Uh, so let's get into it. We will start in the American or the National. You choose. Let's go NL. We're going to start in the National League. We'll pick the three division winners, the two card winners, likewise in the American League, and then come back with our World Series matchup. How about that? That sounds good to me. All right. You want to go first and know as far as who you are, who you are picking in the NL East? I am going to go with the Atlanta Braves. I've told you a couple of times the Nats do have a little bit of pull on me. Maybe it's because of the World Series a couple of years ago, and I got on them in midseason as they weren't playing well. And they still pulled me back because of that. But I'm ultimately going to go there. The Mets, it's the Mets. And ultimately, I know it shouldn't. That's bad handicapping when you go by history. Mm-hmm. But it's the Mets, and I've seen that thing blow up too many times. So I'm going to go with that one with the Braves. How about you? Uh, I'm going to uh, follow you. I, I'm with you on the Braves. I love their pitching staff. I like Charlie Morton in the two-hole. Soroka, when he comes back, Um He's a, he's a really good, he's a really talented pitcher. He's Canadian, which moves him up in my book for either the top of the rotation. Drew Smiley, left-hander, and at the back of that, uh, I think he'll start as their five-man. Uh, and then the lineup is uh, absolutely stacked. Freddie Freeman, you can count on him to have another good year. Acuna, one of the up-and-coming bright stars in the game. So I am with you. Give me the Braves. Let's drill. I'll go first in the central. Mm-hmm. And it won't surprise you at all. I've been touting this team as kind of my dark horse team. I know a lot of folks, and the Cardinals are the favorite, and they may well end up winning it. I'm just going to go in a different direction. I'm going to take the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, the, the After you get past the three and the uh, rotation worries me a little bit. Josh Hader, as good a closer as, the, as there is in the game. I love the Colton Wong acquisition, Jackie Bradley and Wright. And if... And I don't think it's a big if because Kristen Yelich just two years ago was as good as there is in the game. Even Mike Trout uh, in the conversation. Yelich is a star. He was bad last year coming off the injury. Yelich, Kane, and Bradley in the outfield. Give me the Brewers to win the Central. I'm going to go with another favorite here. I'm going with the Cardinals. Like the acquisitions, like the the depth of the pitching staff, and they're going to need it early on with some of the injuries and illnesses that they have had. But feel good about the Cardinals. You have swayed me, though. I have made a bet away from what we're doing here. I am on the Brewers, uh, both to make the playoffs and to win the division. Yeah, and it uh, what's the total? 82 and a half games and 3-1 mm-hmm. to one to win it. All right, so, so we're both going to pick the Dodgers in the West. Yes. So why don't we do this? Is it well, going to be tight? Uh, what do you mean tight? Do How they many keep... games? Are they within five going into the last couple of weeks? Well, yes, I think okay. that they will be. So let, let's do this. Since we both have to do they win 100 games, I think there's been six teams in history that have had their win total above 100 before the season started by mm-hmm. the bookmakers. None of them have failed to reach that 100-win mark. Dodgers are over it again. Do they win a hundo? I think they do. I, do I, I Find a weak spot in the ro- in the rotation. Find a weak spot in the lineup. It's incredibly difficult to do. I know it's crazy, but the other thing, I think Diamondbacks aren't going to be very good. Colorado's not going to be very good. San yep. Francisco's not going to be very good. Right. 19 games against each of those teams. Yep. That goes a long way. No, it really does. Uh, I'm with you. So we both have the Dodgers. We both have the Braves. Uh, um, what else did we do? I took the Brew Crew, and you went with the Red Birds. Mm-hmm. So let's go. We'll get back to our wild cards. Let's go to the division winners 
in the American League. I believe it's my turn to go first, um, and I'm taking chalk. But I just don't think the Jays are, are ready for the Yankees yet. I think they're up and coming. I love this race team. They always uh, are better than you think that they're going to be uh, prior to the start. Uh, worried about the the pitching staff, of all things, for the Yankees. I mean, once you get past Kluber and, of course, Garrett Cole at the top of the rotation, uh, Herman at the at the back of it, there's some question marks there. Um, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna score eight nine runs a game, hmm. uh, but they're gonna give up a bunch too. But give me the Yanks. I'm gonna go with Tampa in this spot, uh, though I think there is a little bit of value on the Yankees. I think I'm gonna be able to get a better price in season. You know, after one of those, they lose four out of five because at minus two twenty five right now, boy, that's a lot of juice. Still, mm-hmm. eh? still gonna uh, go with Tampa here. And do you know right now at DraftKings they have in fact higher odds than your Blue Jays? The Blue Jays right now are plus three fifty five. The Rays are plus 375. Going to grab Tampa in that spot, and more the number than anything. Uh, worried about the uh, Waka to Chris Archer, who was brutal, uh, mm-hmm. but he's back in Tampa. It's a Rich Hill. Um, some veterans, <laughs> putting it mildly yeah. in the 3-4-5 spot there. Uh, Rosarino was one of the revelations of postseason last year. We'll see if he can duplicate what he did when he got his shot. My God, he was unbelievable. Uh, so I've got the Yankees, you've got the Rays, and you are up first uh, in the American League Central. We're going to my division. I'll be watching a ton of this, not just because of the Twins, but I'm interested to see the White Sox. The Royals, I think, have a little bit of juice, but ultimately, I'm going with the Homer pick. I'm grabbing the Twins, and I think it has nothing to do with Homerism. I just think it's a better roster right now than the White Sox. Is the future brighter for the White Sox? Yeah, you mm-hmm. can certainly make that argument. But we're talking about 2021. The Twins are the better team, top to bottom. Give me the Twins a plus money in the Central. Um, not going to argue one point you made, Trent. I'm with you. I'm going to take the Twins to win it as well. Jimenez injury. I thought it was that tight that one injury to one player uh, prior to the season starting could make a difference. Twins are good. I'm with you that uh, if you're buying stock in one, I would buy White Sox stock as they're not going away. But for this year, the Minnesota Twins will win the American League Central and we finish things up in the West. I don't know. Is it a two-team race? Is it Oakland or Houston? I could. There's times I want to buy the Angels. Maybe it's I want him more than anything. I've seen Mike Trout in the playoffs. Right, and Joe Madden. Yeah, but I don't know. The more I look at that roster, a big dependence is, of course, Otani, what Mm -hmm. he can give them on on both sides of things. But I think, yeah, on on the surface, it's not a stretch to think this is between Houston and Oakland. And who are you going to take? I got Oakland. I like the A's uh, more than anything, so I'm going to jump aboard there with Oakland for my West pick. I will go the you give me the Houston Astros. Still got some pop in that lineup. Zach Greinke, McCullers, who just got redone. Uh, Oda Rizzi, you know very well. He is uh, going to be in the middle of that rotation. So I'll take the Astros. All right, uh, stay in the American League. Give me the two wild cards in the American League. I told you I'm going with the Yankees. It's going to be tight in that one, but want the Rays. I, I think i got to put the Yankees in there at the very least. And I'm going to go off the board with Kansas City. I'm, really? I'm buying this lineup. I'm buying that the rotation takes a small step forward. Bobby Wood Jr. will come up here mm-hmm. probably in May. I'm buying it. Give me the Royals as the second wild card team. Be a great story, Trent, if they're in the hunt and uh, do capture one of those two wild cards. I'll stay in the division, but I think you got the wrong team. I'd love to see the Royals. I like their story. I'm with you. I think their arrow is pointing up, but so is the White Sox. And despite the injury, I think uh, Chicago's going to have a terrific year. Uh, I will take the White Sox for one of them. Did you give me your other one? So you've got the Yankees and the Royals. Yep. I will go uh, the White Sox, and I hate to be a homer. Oh, here it comes. 
but I'm going to be a homer. Uh, I think the Blue Jays, who were a wild card team last year, I think they get back there this year. Uh, some of that uh, youth starts to come of age. Springer uh, is the veteran presence that they haven't had really uh, since uh, Josh Donaldson left town for first Atlanta and now, of course, Minnesota. So I will take the Jays to get in. Uh, wild cards in the National before we get to our World Series. I'm going to go with Milwaukee in one of the spots you have sold me on the Brewers as the more investigation that I've done on them. My second wild card team it is the Washington Nationals. You can what? get them at a plus price to get in there. Sorry, Mets. You're not making it this year. No two teams coming from the Central. I will go, and even the Padres are out in my scenario. I was going to say, would you like a redo? Because you forgot about the Padres. Give me the Padres. I'll take them. As one of them, this is when it gets tricky. I want to pick the Cardinals, uh, but I just think there's going to be a team in the National League East uh, that uh, chases the Braves all the way home, and I think that team is going to be the Mets. Jacob DeGrom is as good as there is in the game, so I will take the Mets. Trent, the World Series matchup and the World Series champion fire away. Well, we're going chalky again, and... It's fun to be a little bit different, but yes, we're going to take the Dodgers in the National League. It just it seems too easy because that team is just so stinking good. On the other side, they will be facing off against Fox Executive's dream, the New York Yankees. Mm. Yankees, Dodgers, the Dodgers go back-to-back world champions. I'm going to go off the board entirely, Trent, and I'm going to turn the clock back. I'm going to turn it all the way back to 1991 when the world series matchup and it was a hell of a matchup it was a seven game affair the the winner winning all of their games at home we saw the braves and the twins in an epic epic struggle i think we're going to get it again i've got the braves upsetting the dodgers the twins they've lost 18 in a row in postseason now they could lose 19 or 20 before they get hot and get going but i'll get take the twins and the braves and champion unfortunately it's not the same ending as it was 30 years ago the atlanta braves are holding a parade well, I would sign up for that right now. Get back to the World Series for the first time since 91. and that winning streak, yeah. I hope your scenario is right. Fox executives disagree, but <laughs> you, you have one. Boy, it'd be fun to see. And, uh, you know, we hear about the, some, some cities and how bad it's been. Has anybody had as bad as Minnesota, though? Mm. The Vikings have mm. not been to been a, a Super Bowl since the 70s. Yeah. You have the Twins that have lost now 18 consecutive playoff yeah. games. The Wild, have they they won one playoff series, I believe, since they came into existence. They haven't won a bunch. And the T-Wolves have been in one playoffs in the last 20 years. Yeah. That's your four professional sports. Been a long drought. It has been. I think one gets back there this year, as I predicted. We shall see. All right, do you have a game that you like more than others today? I will be betting the under in the Twins game today. Twins-Brewers, uh, big fan of Woodruff in that matchup, too. 310, first pitch? Uh, no, a little earlier. Oh, yes, okay. is the one for that one. So going to take the under at 7.5, and, and you can get some plus money in that one. And I might be taking a taste of your Blue Jays. I'll on the money right line. away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Numbers-wise, I like it just a little bit. Also looking at some first five stuff there, but probably just going to play money line on the Blue Jays, uh, two of my favorites at least right now. All right, Trent, we are out of time. Murph and Andy coming up at 1. The Fanatics will be...
at 3. It is opening day. Enjoy it. Uh, Friday begins at 6 a.m. Locals programming gets underway with the morning rush from at, from 6 until 8. Trent and I are back with you tomorrow at 10. Thanks for being here. We're Miller and Condon weekdays 10 to noon on 1460 KXNO and 106 KXNO. Trek Condon here to let you know my good friends at Renner's Warehouse are in heavy demand right now in Des Moines for three reasons. One, the rental market is booming. People rent during uncertain times and homes are getting leased fast. Two, with professional video marketing and self-showing technology, Renner's Warehouse meets all healthy and safety guidelines for our social distancing world. And three, with regulations changing so quickly, more people are learning that using an experienced property manager is far less stressful than trying to do everything yourself. Now is not the time to DIY or mess with inexperienced property managers. For a low, flat monthly fee, Renner's Warehouse will take the grunt work off your plate with no upfront fees and no paperwork or 3 a.m. maintenance calls. Plus, they can help you turn your part-time rental into a full-time cash flow machine. And if you're a real estate agent, they're offering cash payments for referrals. Go to Renner'sWarehouse.com to book your free home rental price analysis today or call 515-528-4429. That's 515-528-4429. Renner's Warehouse, Des Moines. You'll always 